Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another episode in our continuing series of discussions with individuals that are expert in various aspects of doing business in Central America. Today, we're fortunate to have Ariel Andrade with us. Ariel is a former ambassador uh, from El Salvador to India, and he's going to speak a little bit about India's trade relations with Central America. Welcome to our podcast, and how are you today, Ariel? I'm fine, thank you, Stephen, and I'm very, very happy to be here with you today to to talk about India. I, I'm not uh, very experienced in this uh, uh, podcast uh, tool, but I, I, I hope everything goes well. So please uh, help me with, with this. Okay. Um, since uh, you're someone who has vast experience with India, uh, perhaps you can tell us why in recent times India has become relevant on the world stage. Okay, um, as I was um, saying, I'm passionate about India and um, the reason why India has become very important in the world now is uh, there are several reasons for that. But uh, if you allow me, I will focus on some points that I think are the most important in terms of doing business. So first of all, I would say that size and location is very important. India is by far, by now, the seventh largest country in the world. It has almost three million square kilometers. And of that land, 25% are forest. So imagine how many biological resources they have in those reserves. Also, they have uh, more than 300 square kilometers of uh, economic, exclusive economic zone in the Indian Ocean, which happens to be one of the most important oceans in terms of trade routes. Imagine in that ocean, 80% of the world's seaborne trade oil is in transit. And also India is the third most important country in the world in terms of fishery. So being there and by the size is a very important uh, reason. Second, size of the population. By far, by now, India is the second most populated country in the world. They have almost 1,382 million persons, but they are growing each year by 16.6 million persons. So imagine in comparison with the population of Central America, we are roughly about 50 million. So in three years, the population of India, only the new population of India is almost the same than in Central America. By 2021 or 2022, India will be more populated than China. So that's very important in terms of uh, the workforce. If that is a very important resource for for India. Also, I must appoint that um, middle class in India is growing. 
they jumped from less than 30 million in 2010 to around 300 million uh, middle class population. So it's a growing market and a very um, important market in terms of consumption. And it is expected that by 2030, that market will be 650 million. So important to have uh, that in mind. I think also uh, that is important to have in mind in third position, the economic size of the economy. This year, India is the fifth largest economy in the world, only behind United States, China, Japan, and Germany. Uh, so far, they have a GDP of 2,875 billion. And it's important to know that that GDP has been growing steady and fast in the last year. For example, in the last five years, they have grown in an average of 6.89%. And um, that makes them to compete with China to be the most, uh, the fastest growing economy in the world. And it is expected that India becomes uh, by 2030, the third largest economy in the world with a GDP of gross 7,000 uh, billion dollars, 7 trillions. So it is also possible that to 2050 or 2060, India is the largest economy in the world. So that is something to have in mind when we are talking of a strategy in terms of uh, business. Uh, also, India in terms of economy is a very important country in terms of import and export. Last year, India imported 478 3 million US dollars and exported 323 billion dollars. So you are talking about a very important market in terms of imports, in terms of export. Um, what else? I think also that uh, you have to take in mind that India has been growing its presence in the world not only because of this reason, but also in terms of how to do business. You think now many of the most important companies in the world are now leaded by, by Indians. As you can see, Google CEOs is from Indian origin. Microsoft CEO is from Indian origin. IBM is also from Indian origin. So you will find a lot of um, people from Indian origin in large companies. And that is, I think important in terms of uh, mindset of doing business. And I think that contributes to this important and relevance of India in the, in the global uh, economic world. Well, that's a pretty good overview of, of the economy and the significance of India uh, in the world. What's the economic relations between central America and India like today? Yes, um, thank you, Steve. I, I must say that Central America has been a growing uh, interest region for India. It has not been that important in the past, but in the last years, perhaps the last 15 years, the 
interest of Indian business in the region has grown a lot. Last year, in 2019, the total exchange of goods between India and Central America reaches uh, almost 1.9 billion US dollars. That is uh, very important to have in mind as it says that India is becoming a very relevant partner of the region in terms of uh, import and export. Uh, most as a supplier, India exported to Central America almost 1.24 billion uh, last year, and the region only exported to India 642 million. So it is important to have that in mind because the region is a, a very important market in terms of imports, and uh, it develops a lot of uh, relations with the US and China and Europe, but steadily and perhaps silently, India is becoming a very important uh, supplier for the region. And uh, I think uh, it is also relevant to say that in terms of um, investment, also India is growing in the region. In the last uh, uh, five years, the region received almost uh, $660 million US dollars in terms of investment in the region. And I know it's not a big number now, but it has been growing a lot in the last year. So I think that is a trend to have in mind in terms of the relation be between India and Central America. Uh, I think it's important also to have in mind that that relation between India and Central America has not happened from zero. There have been a lot of things to, to do to get to that point. And uh, in terms of uh, diplomatic relation, it is important to see that uh, five of the eight countries that are in, included in the SICA system, that is the Inter Central American Integration System, there are eight countries. Of those, five countries has embassies in India, which is very important because India is on the other side of the world. Also, there are several honorary consuls from the region in, in India and also from India in the region. Uh, 10 honorary consuls from, from Central American countries are in India and seven from India in the region. So the relation between chambers of commerce of India has been growing with the region. A lot of chambers are doing now um, trade for commercial missions and that kind of events are you know, creating a bridge between the business community in our countries and, 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 and them. Also, I must point that uh, a lot of uh, Indian business promoters are now living in the region. And it is, I know it could not look important, but it is, because in terms of culture, maybe I, I can go deeper on this a little bit later. It is important to do business with India through the Indian uh, business agent because there is a matter of uh, the relation. A lot of uh, big companies from India are now in the region. Uh, I can mention easily to you that UPL, one of the largest fertilizer companies now uh, having a very important strategy in the region, mostly in Costa Rica. 
but there are also a lot of uh, vehicles companies like Bajaj, Mahindra, Hero Motors are in the, in the region. Uh, in the IT sector, Wipro, TCS, and when you talk to pharma, or pharma you will find Dr. Reddy, Cipla, some pharma. So big companies are present in the region and they are steadily growing in terms of uh, business with the region. So that is uh, in a general view, the relation between Central America and the region in the actual moment. It seems like there's a lot of room for growth. Uh, taking that into account, what are the untapped opportunities that you see for people that want to do business between Central America and India? Well, there, there are different um, levels on this. If we're talking about exchange of, uh, of goods, uh, as I mentioned, it was almost two billion last year in terms of exchange of goods between India and, uh, and Central America. But if you take different measures, like for example, um, ITC, International Trade Center, has a very important tool called Export Potential uh, Market. And that tool shows that there is almost 1.5 billion of uh, untapped opportunities for doing business for India and 246 million for, Sika for doing export to India. So if you see just on, on top opportunity that stand for things like what is that country importing and which country is exporting that and how are the tariff, it's very simple. Uh, uh, concept for the for the trade, and you will find that we can easily double the trade between India and uh, and Central American countries. I think that is one level. The other level is in terms of the opportunities that the region has because of being a free trade zone and more than a free trade zone being a free trade spirit zone. As you know, we are committed with uh, having uh, free trade agreements with several countries all over the world. So in that spirit, we have created a large network of uh, opportunities. So for Indian companies, it is it's not only the opportunity, it is a very important uh, an attractive opportunity for doing business because they see that they cannot only supply for the regional market products like the things we, 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 we import for the local consumption, but also they can export through the region by doing joint ventures or doing those kind of solutions. They can re-export products to markets like you know we have free trade agreement with the United States uh, we have free trade agreement with the European Union Mexico and se several other countries so that opportunity is very important for for the companies and uh, it says that also in this new situation we have after COVID it should be deepened because now the companies are more uh, have more clarity that they have to 
diversify their supply chain. So doing some sort of nearshoring investment for the, um, for example, the US market could be a very successful strategy that can potentially create more stability in the supply chain for the US market. So I think that is some uh, another uh, opportunity to, to have in, in mind. And um, in terms of sectors, well, you, you, you will find that uh, it would be different in terms of the countries. You take, for instance, Guatemala, Costa Rica, or Honduras, they are more agricultural countries in terms of, uh, they have that um, sector is very, 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 very strong. But if you go to El Salvador, the agricultural sector is not that strong. We are more into the services and more into the manufacturing sector. But when you take the general uh, overview, there are many sectors to, to create opportunities, to take advantage of those opportunities in terms of, for example, light manufacturing, energy, uh, textiles, uh, plastics, and of course, agri-technology, agri-tech, uh, IT software and all those are very important opportunities for Indian companies that are, let's say, very important in the world, in, in, in that sector. So in general, I could say that, that those are very important opportunities for doing business in, in, the, in the following years between India and Central America. Obviously, there are some challenges to be uh, confronting when uh, Indian and Central American businesses uh, want to conduct commercial exchange with one another. What are some of the main challenges? Well, there, there are many challenges. I think uh, some of them could be addressed easily than others. Um, taking a long overview of the situation, we all know that Distance is a major challenge, um, and in, perhaps it has been the most important challenge in the in the in the you know the whole history between India and Central America. Um, so far, we don't have a direct flight, for example, between India and Central America. Actually, there is no direct flight between India and Latin American countries, and. Uh, Cost of uh, logistics by hips, and that is a little bit expensive in that sense. Uh, also, you can have that there is a lack of cultural reference, not only for India in terms of Central America, but for Central America in terms of India. We don't know each other as properly as we should to develop better and stronger uh, economical relations. Um, language. Language is a very important um, challenge because, you know, it is interesting, but um, India, I think, is one of the most, um, with the, con uh, the country with the, the more languages uh, in terms of population. They have uh, 22 Edu languages that are like uh, official, not official, but recognized uh, languages that are spoken by, by more than 10 million people. Uh, but they have more than 1,500 dialects 
that are spoken all over the country. So in terms of business, you speak English, but if you are going to deal directly with the culture, then you have a, 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 a challenge. And on the other hand, we have the issue with the English. Um, uh, a lot of people in Central America do speak English, mostly in the business uh, sector, but sometimes when you go to the common people, uh, there is a lack on that. Um, those are main challenges. But um, again, also, I think it's important the political and diplomatic relation has to be strengthened between the region and India, so it can help to develop the rest of the uh, fields of the bilateral relation, like the economic and, and the trade relation and investment relation. We also need to understand how Indians do business. There is a particular culture of doing business. When you go, for instance, if you go to a market in, in India by yourself, Steve, you will find out that that's the land of the bargaining. You have to learn to bargain and to bargain in a very intensive uh, way because uh, that's how they do business. And sometimes for uh, our companies, that's um, difficult, you know, because we, we, we do bargain, but we don't bargain the way they do. So this is a small example. Uh, again, as I was saying or mentioning that the relation with the Indian uh, business agents is important because most of the Indian companies feel more comfortable talking with their nationals to do business instead of doing directly business. And that is important. So that's why they use a lot of the trade and commerce and industry chambers uh, to develop the relation with uh, the countries. So as a region, we have the challenge to create more linkages between our chambers of commerce and Indian chambers of commerce, not only in terms of uh, national level, but in state level. India being such a vast country with such a huge population, cannot be addressed only as a country. We, we have to see it as a hub of several uh, important cities that can be as big as any of the Central American countries. For instance, Mumbai being the economic capital of India has almost 15 million uh, people living there. So imagine just a city as uh, almost double the population of El Salvador, for, for instance. So we have to develop that kind of relation on that kind of level, you know, state level, uh, because uh, that's where the, the, the business happens. So I think those are the most important challenges to have in mind uh, while doing business with uh, Indian companies. We, uh... Quite notably, uh, when we look at uh, the traffic that our website, thecentralamericangroup.com gets, surprisingly, we get a pretty steady stream of visitors coming from India. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this uh, information and uh, you introducing yourself to this audience can produce benefits for both of our organizations. Yes. 
because this is the case, could you please uh, tell any contact information uh, that, that people who may be looking and visiting our website from India can use to uh, get into contact with you? Uh, do you have a website, for instance? Yeah, how, sure. How might people communicate with you? Yeah, uh, sure, sure, Simon. Thank you. Uh, my, my email is arielandrade at 1088.com. And uh, uh, I'm part of a company called Grupo 108, that stands for Group 108. Uh, and our website is 1088.com. So if any person who wants to, to get in contact with us can write me there and we can go deep on these uh, topics we have uh, discussed today. And you know, Steve, I, I find very interesting that um, there is a lot of web uh, traffic on the web of uh, Grupo, uh, Central American Group. And I think that is an example of I was, of I was saying about uh, the interest that uh, the region is getting in, in India in the recent years. And I think it's not only because we have uh, these opportunities, we have been uh, saying about uh, near shorting investment and that kind of things, but also in terms of culture, you know, um, the north side of uh, Central America, we are uh, the Mayan cultures. And there is some understanding on the Indian side that uh, there should be a relation uh, in past stages of, uh, Civilization, the Mayan civilization, and and um, you know the Vedic civilization that um, developed in the Indus uh, Valley River. So some people has that interest and in find out which are those links in terms of culture and in terms of uh, knowledge between the two regions. So that's why I I, I created this uh, company, Grupo 108, because you know 100. And eight is a very important number for, for them. Uh, they, they see this number as a sacred number. And uh, for us, the Central American and Mayan uh, culture people, the number nine is very important. But if you see 108, if you add one, zero, and eight, that is nine. And nine is the number of the Mayan civilization. So there is a linkage. So that's why I, I, I have that number and I find very interesting to, to people know, know it. It's a very interesting numerology. Uh, yes. I'm going to do for the listeners, uh, in the body, we include a transcript to, to this discussion under the, uh, under the audio file. And we'll put links to your website, a link to your LinkedIn page, and also we're gonna put your email in the text so that everybody uh, will have the opportunity to speak to you just like we have. Yes. I wanna thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we wish you a, a, a very nice rest of the week and thank you again for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure for me and I hope uh, to develop a more uh, deep relation with you in the future and perhaps having some other discussions. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. 
sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.